Orkington and Harriet Saunders with you for the latest edition of the Unstoppable Podcast. Hey, Harriet. Hi, how are you doing? Going very well, and you? Yeah, good, thank you. Awesome. Now, today we are going to talk about something very close to your heart, underperformance. I don't know what it says Not- about me if that's close to my heart. I know. Now, well, it's something that you identify um, in our teams through your training um, programs, right? Absolutely. Underperformance is something that we all go through. It doesn't matter how awesome you are at your job. If you um, if you do a job for any length of time, there will be moments where you absolutely smash it and moments where you underperform. And it's really important that you can look yourself in the mirror and identify when you are actually not performing at your peak and work out what to do. So what what do people need to do? Okay, so I think the first thing that happens when there is underperformance, either in yourself or in your team, what I notice the most in leadership is people's tendency to create value judgments around it. Mm. So the first thing that happens is you'll find that they say, so-and-so is just lazy. Right. You know what I mean? How often do we hear that? Or so-and-so just doesn't work hard enough. Yep. And you're like, okay, Now, as a leader or as someone that is looking themselves in the mirror, that value judgment's important. It comes from your gut and that value judgment says, you know, something's not right, something's going on with this person, but it's really, really important to feel that gut instinct about your team member or yourself and allow the value judgment to sit. And you say, okay, I'm feeling like this person's lazy or I'm feeling like I'm lazy or I'm not motivated or I'm not committed or so-and-so is X. And we tend to, first of all, feel the value judgment. The value judgment is really, really unproductive though, because the truth is, if we take the example of lazy, nobody, the the key thing to understand is that nobody gets up in the morning and goes, do you know what? I just want to be really rubbish at my job. I just really want to (laughs) underperform and just like not be proud of myself. I don't think anybody, it's just not human nature. Right. So So, why do people underperform then? Well, the first thing to do is identify, okay, I've got a value judgment. So we're going to go with lazy. It's a good example. Okay. So, you know, Thomas is lazy. Mm -hmm. And as the coach, I'll sit and go, okay, now that's your gut kicking in and you're observing things. Now, what I want you to do is dig into the facts behind that. So why do you think Thomas is lazy? Right. So then it's about, we make a list. So Thomas is lazy because he comes in late and leaves early. He takes really long lunch breaks and um, has never finished his to-do list at the end of the day and um, tends to yawn a lot, is on his phone a lot, is, I don't know, what are are the facts and proof points that create the value judgment? Because I'm not so interested in the value judgment beyond your instinct as a leader is giving you that judgment. What I'm interested in is, what are the proof points behind that? How did we come to the conclusion that this person is this? And then once we've identified those facts and we're really, really clear that they're not opinion based, they're factual because opinion is fine. But what I need to hear from you is fact, particularly when dealing with underperformance, because let's face it, if underperformance is happening in your team, there's a very real possibility that this person's job could be in danger. And that's something you have to take seriously. Someone's livelihood. You've got to be sure this can't be an opinion that you have. I just don't like them. As a leader, I'm not interested in if you like them or not. I'm interested in what are the facts that have created the value judgment you've made. So once we've identified that, we do something called um, the KISS method. (laughs) I'm not suggesting you (laughs) KISS your underperformers. 
in any way, shape or form. Um, but what it is, is it's kiss with a C. So C-I-S-S. And it's a really, really simple way of breaking down and identifying what the issue truly is. It sounds really great, right? As a leader, I, I wish I'd known earlier in my career that I could just like run a really simple little system and go, oh, look, that's why they're underperforming. Um, so the KISS method goes like this. The first one is C for clarity. And I'll run through them all briefly and then we'll go deeper. Okay. Um, the I is individual attitude. The first S is skill. And the, and the second S is surroundings. So it's clarity, individual attitude, skill, and surroundings. So we take the example of Tom is lazy. Cool. And you're saying that the proof points are he comes in late and leaves early. Okay. So let's break it down. Let's go with C first. Have you given Tom clarity on his work hours? Right. As the leader, have you given him clarity on his work hours? And have you ever asked when he comes in late... Or do you just let it happen because the behaviour you walk past is the behaviour you condone, right? Exactly. The behaviour you walk past is absolutely the behaviour you condone and accept. So it's about saying, okay, as the leader, have I given clarity on this behaviour? Have I, have I said at the beginning of the job, you know, I need you to do nine till five with a 30-minute lunch break, no exceptions unless you ask in advance or there's obviously a family emergency or whatever the exceptions are. Yep. So clarity, is this person completely clear on what it is that is required of them in terms of work hours? So if we take the example of lazy, you might also say, I get the, I get the feeling he's lazy because he's on his phone a lot. Again, have you given clarity around your expectations of that? Have you said, please don't use social media when you're sat at your desk, it sets a bad example or whatever it is you want to say. Yep. And I think clarity is important um, because as the leader you know it's your responsibility to set the person up to succeed um, and I'm, I use that term a lot but it's it's an important term because if somebody is exhibiting behaviors that's making you essentially make a value judgment that makes you dislike them it's a vicious cycle because the less they know they're doing it the more annoyed you're going to get and so that kind of there is a moment where you have to, as the leader, be really brave and say, hey, I just need to let you know that I, I actually don't think I've given you clarity here. Let me give you that clarity now. Mm -hmm. um, I, I do expect you to be here at nine and I do expect you to leave at five because I, do, I also don't think anybody makes a mistake repetitively like that on purpose. As I said, no one gets up and says, you know, I really want to underperform at work no. today. <laughs> no, but if you don't get called out on the behavior, you think it's okay. Oh, uh, yeah. And it may be that you're, you're having a bit of a lend. You might be the kind of candidate sure. that goes, no one's called me out on it. I'm not going to do anything about it. Yep. You know, but if that's going to lead to that person losing their job, it's your responsibility as a leader to give them an opportunity to correct. Sure. Um, and that's, you know, that leads me quite nicely onto the I, which is individual attitude. Mm -hmm. So individual attitude really is, <laughs> unfortunately... This person just is that. Right. Yep. <laughs> um, an individual attitude, it's the interesting thing for me about individual attitude, let's take Tom is lazy. It's really easy to assume that that one is going to be the one the majority of the time. But in my experience, less than 10% of underperformance actually falls into individual attitude. Really? Really. Oh, that surprises me. So it's not that that person just is fundamentally lazy and so many leaders will make the assumption yep. that is who they are sure. and therefore they're not a good fit so better to just cut cut and run now i'm not suggesting we keep 
teams full of underperformers. But what I would like leaders to draw their attention to is that it's 10% or less of the time that it is actually the person's genuine like ethos in life to be lazy. (laughs) Interesting because I've had a couple, two or three conversations already this week with leaders and they've said so-and-so is lazy. So, so-and-so is. Yeah. Uh, lazy is the one I hear no. the most. Lazy, lack of work ethic. Yep. Um, you know, and I kind of, I look at that and go, okay, so if less than 10% of the time it's individual attitude, but this is the fourth person this year that you've said is like, it's just not, yeah, yeah. it's not a thing. It's something else. So what's the, um, what's the first S? Well, the first S is skill. Okay. This is a great one because I'm a trainer. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, they don't know how to do it right. That's yep. a training opportunity. Let's do that. Yep. This is the easiest one to fix. So this is Tom is lazy because he's not, let's say, updating the CRM correctly. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that's giving you the impression he's lazy, like he can't be bothered. Right. But actually what you might discover is that he's never been trained how to do it yep. or that he said on his CV he knew how to do it, but he was trained incorrectly at his last job. So. Right. It's kind of, look, a lot of them come very easily back to clarity, but it is a separate section. But it is about getting really clear. Have you given them clarity on the way you want it done? And then identified that perhaps they don't know how to do it that way. They may need extra training on the tech. They may need... um, some extra support from a senior member of staff. And sometimes people are a little bit embarrassed to say they don't know how to do something or how to use a piece of um, technology because they might have indicated previously <laughs> that they did know. So you've kind of got to drill into it, right? They did a CV gloat. Yes. Yeah, a little like, yes. I, I'm, 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 a, I'm an expert in. And then they <laughs> sit there and go, wait a minute, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> exactly. Um, and so, yeah, skills are really nice one because it's an easy fix and you'll usually see the candidate it turn around quite quickly because that vicious cycle of not doing it properly and then feeling I guess either the shame or the guilt or the not wanting to come clean with all of that will drive a huge amount of pressure in the candidate that will put the motivation low they'll probably self-select you'll find that they'll probably resign before you fire them anyway because they're just feeling super deflated because as I said nobody wakes up in the morning and goes do you know what I can't wait to go and spend eight hours today underperforming and wasting everyone's time (laughs) and the last is The last S is surroundings. Oh, now that's an interesting one. Context. So is Tom lazy or is Tom in a team of people who are perhaps more senior or who I've built more trust with who can come in late and leave early? You know, does Tom work with... Mary and is Mary a mum who I've given permission to come in at 9.30 because she does the school run and I've made that allowance because Mary's been with me a long time and I trust her Um, in which case again it is clarity but it's about saying hey I can completely understand how you thought that 9am was a flexible start time because I can see that you're in a team with other people who have been given that extra permission and as the leader it's on me I just want to let you know that I should have been clearer with you sooner that's something that is um you know not it's an ad hoc approval it's it's not like a team thing I mean it's also about looking at the team that the candidate's working in and just ensuring, you know, we've used the example of lazy, but there's multiple examples. It's about just ensuring that you're looking at the team and saying, is there is there a um, entrenched behavior that is happening here that is driving underperformance in, the, in this candidate? Or is it, you know, is it to do with people coming and going when they please? It, particularly if it's somebody green working within a team of more senior people, yep. you can often see that that's the case. 
We've yeah. seen it with salespeople as well. So you'll get a new enthusiastic salesperson who'll be cold calling and door knocking and that makes um, – are you right there with your yeah, microphone? Yeah, sorry, up? my microphone's doing something funny. <laughs> um, and – all of a sudden, the other salespeople in the team are starting to feel a little bit uncomfortable because they don't do as much prospecting as the new person. And so they start having those conversations um, about, oh, no, you, that's not the way we do it around here. And it can actually drag other people down, right? Now we're talking about tall poppy syndrome. Yeah. So I've never seen that um, as much, actually. I don't know. I, I'm probably going to regret saying this, but I've, I haven't seen that as much in my career as I have for some reason recently and recently right. here in New South Wales, it's like the overperformer gets gets slammed. Mm. And so then surroundings works against him. It's not yep. skill, it's not individual attitude, and, and it's not clarity. They're completely crystal clear on what they want to do. It sits within, oh no, I'm in a team where my performance is making other people feel bad. Yeah, bring it on, I say. Right, yeah, you would, you would be like, yeah, bring it on. So I think the thing about underperformance that is important is to find a way to – so we identify it, we go beyond the value judgment, we look for the facts, and then when we've identified the facts, we run the KISS method, what's causing – so yep. is there anything causing it that can be fixed? And the only thing that can't be fixed – well, I say can't – is individual attitude. I'm a coach, so I would say – you can still fix that and everybody can change and you can make people shift through anything to be the better version of themselves. But, you know, the other three fall to you as the leader to fix. Sure. And so what's important is to try and develop a, when you've identified underperformance, mm -hmm. is say to the candidate, look, let's have a chat. We're going to have a chat once a week or once every two weeks for a number of weeks. I mean, my preference is once a week for six weeks. I think six weeks is... You know, it takes two weeks to build a better habit. It takes about three to four weeks to change a, a behavior or a routine. Mm -hmm. So I like the four to six weeks method. And I'm also a really big fan of the three-in-one feedback loop. So I would sit with the candidate and say, look, first of all, you tell me three things you're doing really well. The candidate will say, I'm doing this one, I'm doing this one. What one thing do you think you need to work on? Mm -hmm. Three-in-one. So, you know, we, we frame feedback that way because if I say to you, hey, I need to give you some feedback, you immediately go into fight or flight and sure. you, you go into your amygdala, which is, you know, the part of your brain with the least logic and you're not going to be receptive to anything I say. You're afraid. You're yep. nervous. Yep. So to keep the candidate open and working with you, you do three-in-one. You say, hey, tell me three things you're doing well, one thing you need to work on, and then you tell them, here's three things I think you're doing well, but here's one thing I really need you to work on. I really need you to work on timekeeping. I need you to be here on time. Mm -hmm. I need you to be here until the end of the day. Um, and and then you've given them the feedback and then yep. you watch and observe and see the shift. And if the shift doesn't happen, repeat the process. And if the shift does happen, you give them some kudos for that. Thank you. I really can see that you took my feedback on board. Um, where, and then you can also identify through that process if it's a skill issue as well. For sure. Yeah, that sounds like a really good process to go through. All right, my friend, I think that is going to um, be enough for today. <laughs> enough underperformance. Enough, enough underperformance. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thanks so much. Thank you. Bye. Bye.